It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story. Out here in Colorado, we had a sex education bill that was passed. It was signed by the governor and put into law. I just can't believe what is happening to uh, public education. The latest in politics and world affairs. We are now using policy that if you don't affirm something, that they use policy then to take away your businesses. Today's current opinions and ideas. Kids are just being bombarded with darkness. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. You know, we need to get back to letting our kids be kids. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Leslie, guess what today is. It's hump day. Hump Day. It is also Wednesday, which means that it's Wings Day at Hooters Restaurants. So be sure and check that out. They have five locations right here in the metro area, Westminster, Aurora, Lone Tree, Loveland, and Colorado Springs. And on Wednesdays, you can get uh, 20 wings and 10 for free then. It's for to-go and dine-in. And uh, the girls are coming over tonight, and I will be having some of those Texas barbecue rib uh, wings that everybody loves. So welcome to the show. I am Kim Munson, and uh, thank you for listening. Each of you, you're treasured, you're valued, you have a purpose. Strive for excellence today and take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. And be sure and tell people about the show. Uh, We continue, I continue to get more and more emails from from you, uh, and I appreciate those immensely. Uh, that uh, you like what we're doing here. We're searching for truth, clarity by looking at issues as freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And uh, I appreciate each and every one of you. And I am so grateful for this team I get to work with. And that is producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, and Charlie. Producer Steve, uh, you are, you've made it to hump day. Yes, yes, yes. I'm just thinking of 48 hours from now. <laughs> you love your weekends. Yeah, they're they've become rather high powered, and uh, boy, Mondays are rough. So I, I keep preaching about Mondays. I need to stop. Yes, you do. It's it's a blessing to get up every day and be able to to do what we're doing. And be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson M O N S O N dot com. All the uh, recaps and podcasts of the shows are there. You just click on the picture, and it will take you to that. And sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You'll get first look at all of our upcoming guests as well as our most recent uh, podcasts and our most recent op-eds. And again, you can email me at kim at kimmunson.com. And uh, I really appreciate uh, your support. Uh, I think, as you know, uh, I self-fund all this so that we can keep um, these, this independent voice alive and, uh, and, and out there. And I appreciate you can go to the website and you can contribute there. And I also so appreciate all of my great sponsors, and one of them is in studio this morning, and that is Helen Jean Mitchell. Helen, it is so great to have you here. Well, Kim, thank you so much for inviting me here today. Uh, Since my career was in information technology industry as a computer analyst and database administrator, I think today's show with Kenneth Timmerman, the author of The Election Heist, will be fascinating and interesting. I think the conversation between you and him is going to be really interesting because you and I have had some really good conversations about uh, uh, when we were talking about these voting machines. And uh, you had said to me, this was shortly after the election, that there has to be logs of all of that information. Yes, that's true. Uh, In any voting system, any application whatsoever, if it doesn't include a reconciliation of the voter counts, or there is no sequential record of computer events of the voting activity, or if the entire process can't be replicated, duplicated using the raw data, 
or there's an unexplained anomaly, there will always be a thread of suspicion in the election results. And after you, and I, <clears throat> I am not an expert in informa- information technology and data and all that, and, but you had, had told me about this, and when I had uh, Professor John Eastman on, who was Trump's attorney, uh, he actually said that those logs were missing in one of the uh, states. And I'm like, ah, that is what Helen told me that there should be. And the fact that they were missing uh, is very suspect, I would say. <laughs> yes. Uh, anybody who's in the computer industry will have a log, a sequential record of activity that's going on throughout the process. And if they were missing, uh, either they were never set to generate which is unheard of, really. That doesn't happen. Or they were deleted. Okay. So I think at some point we're going to get to the bottom of this. I want to give people a little information about you, Helen. Uh, I find this funny because I remember this as well. I-25 used to be called the Valley Highway, and you've lived here long enough to remember when that was the case. (laughs) I was here actually before the Valley Highway was built. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, Steve, uh, were you? (laughs) As a newcomer in 1980, uh, it was already there here. were references to the Valley yeah. Highway, and it took me a little while to figure out what the locals were talking about. Oh, that's I-25. It's I-25. But Helen knows what she's talking about. She has a BSBA and a master's degree in information technology, and her career spanned 30 years in the Denver metro area working in the financial, telecommunications, and defense industries. And you have authored numerous Oracle uh, database technology performance tuning articles. That sounds very technical to me, Helen Mitchell. Yes, it was. Many late nights, many sudden phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to be super interesting when we talk to Kenneth in the third and fourth segment. We're going to go through some headlines uh, here in the first and second segment. We'll be talking with Lauren Levy, uh, Polygon Financial Group, as well as Jason McBride, uh, Senior VP with Presidential Wealth Management, a little bit later. But, you know, we all we look at these issues as freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And ultimately, if... If you have to force something, it's probably not a good idea. Socialism is not about free stuff. The free stuff is the carrot they use to try to get you to vote for socialism. But ultimately, socialism comes down to force. And uh, so we're going to, well, yesterday, the impeachment uh, trial began of President Trump. And uh, I was with some folks, Reggie Carr, the founder of I'm a Trumpster, and he is actually uh, not, not really pumping the brakes at all. He is going to continue. He realizes how important uh, economic and political freedom is for the black community. And uh, he's going to continue on. He started a super PAC. It's I'm a super PAC. And if you want to help him uh, continue with this important work, uh, you can certainly do that. But we did a, a watch party because ABC News, National News, uh, came out and set up a whole um, set last Friday and did an hour interview with him. And uh, I tell you what, he really understands the American idea, the principles of our founding. And I'm not quite sure when that's going to air on ABC National News, but we'll let you know. And then ABC National News also wants to to get his 
take uh, regarding the impeachment. And so we had a watch party, and we're going to continue to do uh, some of those throughout the uh, the impeachment process. And then he is sending that to ABC National News. I tell you what, Steve, what Reggie Carr and Johnny Thomas are doing with this I'm a super PAC and I'm a Trumpster is really uh, encouraging. You see me sitting here kind of shaking my head uh, to the negative, only because I'm trying to imagine what they're going to do to clamp him down. Because I know what he's going to say, and it's, it's good stuff. But I also know what they've been up to for the last 20 years, and uh, I, I just hope for the best. You know, he said something about standing up to bullies, and uh, uh, he certainly uh, has understood that. Uh, and uh, so, anyway, we have to continue to keep these independent voices uh, talking about these ideas. They are trying to clamp things down, Steve, but freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, freedom of thought, freedom of religion, these are inherent rights uh, that uh, are, they're the American, I mean, it's the American idea. And when we look at people that are trying to clamp that down, we have got to continue to keep these independent voices alive. And Helen, that is one of the reasons why I, I so appreciate your sponsorship of the show. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's just really, it's just really helpful to um, make sure that we are, are getting these, these, um, these things out. So let's go to the quote here, though. And that is from Newt Gingrich. And Helen, you had suggested this. And Newt Gingrich, his name was, is Newton Leroy Gingrich. I never knew that. He's an American politician and author who served as the 50th Speaker of the United States House of Representatives from 1995 to 1999. He was a member of the Republican Party. He was the U.S. Representative for Georgia's 6th Congressional District, serving in North Atlanta and nearby areas from 1979 until his resignation in 1999. And he was born in 1943. And this is what he said. The idea that a bunch of politicians sitting in Washington, D.C. think that they have the power to say to 75 million Americans, we will decide whether or not you get to vote for this guy again. That is such a profound attack on the entire American system. The level of corruption and ego that suggests for everybody who votes yes is astonishing. Steve, what do you think of that? Well, he goes right to the heart of it. That's exactly you know where it uh, where it has gone. And you know we talk about that group of people or the politicians sitting in Washington, along with their cohorts in the media, you know the major media centers like New York and L A. They they did it. Yes, they did. So the uh, proceedings are going to continue on. Helen, what do you think about all this? Well, Congress does not have the power to hold a tribunal forum against a private citizen to to limit their future opportunities then that's what's happening here they're punishing him for something they thought he did in the past what happens if we were to do that to everybody how how would you like to be punished for something you said in the past freedom of speech even if people don't like it is so important and instead of trying to clamp it down people should engage in the battle of ideas on this helen and uh, i did find it very astonishing though as we were sitting there watching it and they were going through uh, why it was that they could actually uh, impeach donald trump i'm thinking hmm there's some past politicians that maybe they might want to be a little concerned about this i think it's going to be really interesting how this whole thing plays out. And uh, you know what we're going to do? We're going to jump over here to Lauren Levy. 
He is another great valued sponsor. Uh, all my sponsors are great and valued, uh, of the Kim Munson Show. He is a mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group. And interest rates are super, super low right now. Uh, And one of the things, my friends, that you can do if you've not done it yet is to lock in one of these really low rates on your mortgage. Because if, in fact, with all this uh, printing of money, at some point in time, I think we're going to see inflation. And why not do all you can to kind of get some fixed things in your life. Uh, you agree, Lauren Levy? I agree. That sounds great, Kim. <laughs> I didn't mean to, to steal your thunder on that. What's going on in the interest uh, interest rate market? What's your crystal ball uh, saying here, Lauren? Uh, for now, we're holding steady, which has been great. There's still opportunity for folks. You know, um, we see a lot of this talk back and forth about the stimulus package and what it's going to look like. And it scale will get bigger, it'll get smaller, and then if nothing happens, we know it's eventually probably going to come, but for now, it's just been, which has been good, so we haven't seen much yet, but, you know, if it if and when it rolls out, we may see rates start to climb a little bit, but for now, we're, we're holding steady. Now, I know that you were seeing uh, interest rates with a two in it. Is that right. still the case, or have they gone up a yes. little bit? Nope, that's still the case. Astonishing. So, uh, yeah, we're still in the twos. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, and is I imagine there's a lot of activity. Uh, kind of what's the time frame? People can lock this in, but it's taking a little longer, yes, no, to get get everything done? Yeah, I mean, it's taking a little longer, but not too bad. Things have, uh, lenders have caught up, and so, you know, you're, you're looking at about 30 to maybe 40 days to get it done, but rates lock in for 45 days to 60 days, so... There's no worry about losing your rate. So, uh, yeah, it's a good time to do it, and things are moving along. Okay. And where does it make sense? If somebody has something in the high threes, does that make mm-hmm. sense to maybe talk to you about doing something? You know, that's a great question, Kim, because people always think, well, if I can't lower my rate by at least a full percentage point, it's not worth it. Well, it really depends on the size of your loan. If your loan is a good size, you might only need to come down a half a point to save $150 a month. Okay. And so... Worth it is a different definition to every homeowner. It's, you know, how much money do you need to save to make, it, to make a noticeable change in your life? Okay. And, and, uh, and you can, you'll run that scenario that's kind of, there's really no cost to do that because if, in fact, somebody has to do an appraisal for Kim Munson Show listeners, you pay for that. That's right. So that, that's a huge fee. That's a, about $625 fee that we cover for your listeners. So it really makes it affordable to do this. How can people reach you, Lauren? The best way is to call call us at 303-880-8881. Again, that's 303-880-8881. Lauren, thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Thank you, Kim. Okay, we're going to go to break. In studio with me is one of my great sponsors, Helen Jean Mitchell. And when we come back, we'll go through some more headlines. And then in segment three and four, we'll talk with New York Times bestselling author Kenneth Timmerman about his book, The Election Heist. Stay tuned. Home ownership and private property rights help you build wealth for you and your family. REMAX Alliance award-winning realtor Karen Levine understands this. Supply is super tight right now. This is why you need a seasoned professional with excellent negotiating skills on your side of the table, whether buying or selling an existing home or buying a new build. As a member of the National Association of Realtors Board of Directors, Karen Levine volunteers hours of her time to help you build your American dream. 
Call her today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. Thrilled to have in studio with me my friend, a patriot, Helen Jean Mitchell. She's also a sponsor of the show. And this is your inaugural radio uh, appearance and you're doing well it certainly is my inaugural appearance (laughs) it's great to have you and it's it's fun isn't it it is fun once we get going on all this but i wanted to say god bless lauren bobert my gosh Uh, this is from uh, the um, grand junction sentinel U.S. Representative Lauren Boebert has introduced legislation that would reverse President Joe Biden's indefinite ban on oil and gas leasing on federal lands and waters. The measure called the Protecting American Energy Jobs Act also would nullify an initial 60-day moratorium on new mining plans and oil leasing and drilling on federal lands and in federal waters issued by Biden as well as his revocation of a permit for the Keystone XL pipeline and his moratorium on oil and gas leasing in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. God bless Lauren Boebert, Steve. I tell you what, that girl is uh, something else. I have a, a good friend who's, uh, actually, I guess he, he's qualified enough now to be able to teach you know people who are new to firearms and everything like that. He posted her video. Uh, that she made in Washington, D.C., actually walking the streets of D.C. on her way to the Capitol building or the mm-hmm. you know, House Representative Office building, whatever. But her video is so powerful about the reasons why she believes as she does in, in Second Amend- Amendment stuff. Um, Second Amendment rights, not stuff. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, she and, – and then yesterday, who – this is no surprise with Westward, but the, they're already pouncing on the fact that there's a guy who wants to primary her in uh, 22 and, you know, pushing him artificially, let's say, that he's already got so many uh, followers on Twitter and all this kind of stuff. I was like, oh, man, just let her do her thing. Yeah, a primary. So that would be somebody coming in from the Republican Party. Candidate selection is so important. And just because somebody has an R behind their name does not mean that they really care about smaller government and lower taxes and individual rights. And I think that we need to really be vetting these candidates uh, because Lauren Boebert, look what she's done. She is standing up for for energy production for these jobs, and we talk about it all the time. Reliable, efficient, affordable, and abundant energy helps people thrive and prosper. And who it really helps is people at the bottom of the economic ladder, and it helps them get uh, start to move up that, that economic uh, ladder. It's just so important, Helen Mitchell. Yes, it, it is important. My my father was a retired uh, Colorado School of Mines professor in petroleum engineering, and what what that industry does, it touches every aspect of our lives. Um, you know, people say, "Well, we're just going to tax those rich people." Well, those rich people are people who use everyday products, and every time you go to the store, it's going to be a higher tax. 
Yeah, a higher cost. And and so God bless Lauren Boebert for standing up for that. And then let's just flip over here. Speaking of flip, I'll talk about Michael Bennett, who <laughs> tends to flip on a variety of things here. Uh, and he takes he takes no stand. Uh, and a couple of things. And and you said that he's going to be possibly primaried by Joe Salazar, right, Steve? Yeah, former Democratic state representative Joe Salazar is considering a primary uh, against Michael. I, what I loved is the uh, the quote from Salazar is that he is so wishy-washy and so middle of the road that we don't know which road he walks on. So what he is saying is that Bennett is not to the left enough. And yet how – look at this. Senator Bill uh, – this is from Colorado Peak Politics – Uh, It says, U.S. Senator Michael Bennett has shed his faux bipartisan fur in the new Democrat-controlled Senate and completely turned his back on Coloradans. In a late-night voting session last Thursday, the Coloradan flipped his former support of the Keystone Pipeline and energy industry that employs more than 100,000 of his constituents. Bennett joined with radical leftists and voted against an amendment recognizing the importance of the pipeline and our trading partnership with Canada. Now, we remember back in 2014 when Bennett was one of the key votes who approved the Keystone Pipeline after years of delay by the Obama administration. The result was more energy jobs for Colorado and America's energy independence from the Middle East. Tell you what, Helen Mitchell, that looks like a couple of good things to me. <laughs> I like jobs and I like energy independence. Well, the rest of the uh, quote from Salazar is, we are not the moderate state that Senator Bennett seems to be stuck in the mud over. So oh. uh, basically, he's he's pushing on him the fact that you're not radical enough for us. Well, and you know what? We're going to be talking tomorrow with Holly Kaysen about U.S. Her, her new, uh, she's a co-founder of the U.S. Elections Integrity Project because I think, uh, I think that we need to make sure that we get the, our elections cleaned up here in Colorado. One other thing that, if, you, if this isn't uh, left enough, again, this is from Colorado Peak Politics, says Senator Bennett, in the midst of the voterama, as Congress uh, was, is trying to pass this COVID uh, stimulus legislation, he actually voted, voted to send COVID stimulus checks to illegal immigrants, as if... As if everyday hardworking Americans aren't having a tough enough time, now we're taking their tax dollars and giving money to um, people are, that are here illegally. I, it's just crazy it to me. Makes you wonder what they've got on him. <laughs> yeah. You know, bada boom. <laughs> okay, one other thing, and this is again from Colorado Peak Politics. And that is Colorado's economy has officially cratered since Governor Polis instituted restaurant shutdowns in November. Colorado had one of the best labor markets in the entire country with a staggeringly low sub-3% unemployment rate prior to the pandemic. Now it's a different story. The unemployment rate rocketed from 6.4% in November to 8.4% in December, the fourth highest in the entire country. And the vast majority of these job losses were within the Colorado hospitality and leisure sector, which experienced the brunt of Apollos's uh, draconian shutdown mandates. And it says the Denver Post on Monday documented concerns from financial analysts, small business owners, and local economists about the now dire state of Colorado's once booming 
labor market. I tell you what, friends, uh, I think that many of us had taken kind of solace in the fact that Colorado typically was in the top 10 economies of all the 50 states. And you see what bad public policy does. And um, it breaks my heart. It seems like they have really been going after small to mid-sized businesses because that's the entrepreneurial, uh, that's the, the real productive um, part of the society is also kind of the bedrock of our economy. And it seems like these policies have really gone after that. We need to get our state opened up with no restrictions. Jason McBride, Senior VP with Presidential Wealth Management, your thoughts. Yeah, I think uh, businesses being open is always better than businesses being closed. And now we're hearing rumblings that, uh, you know, Biden is, is trying to come up with a plan where we don't have to wear masks anymore. Imagine that. Really? I well, missed I I that. I some about that yesterday. Oh, it probably has something to do with forced vaccinations, I bet, Jason. <laughs> well, it could be. Yeah, get get uh, get the shot, take the mask off. I don't know. We'll see. What's the uh, what's the futures doing? Uh, yesterday was the first day of the impeachment trial. Is it is you know sometimes I mean, the stock market can be an indicator of kind of what things are going on. Uh, what do you th- what's say what what does it say? Let me just I, what is it <laughs> jump in there. <laughs> Well, yesterday was probably the the most boring day we've seen in the market for an awfully long time, Kim. I mean, the Dow uh, was down a tremendous nine points, uh, which is barely even a move. The S&P was down four whole points, and NASDAQ uh, gained 20, which Hmm. is, again, tiny, teeny, tiny little moves. Uh, So as far as the impeachment trial goes, I'm not sure the market even cares that it's happening, and this morning the futures are up just slightly. So again, it doesn't look like any fireworks are coming out of that, at least as far as the market's concerned. Okay. And we continue to, to talk about this, but with the market at these highs, it may make some sense to make some moves, maybe something to cash, take some profits. It depends. Each person is different. I'd recommend that people reach you out to you to do a discovery session. Jason McBride, how can they reach you? Just give us a call, Kim, 303-694-1600. That's 303-694-1600. And uh, don't worry, no high pressure. Uh, We don't bring people in and uh, lock them in our office or anything like that. (laughs) So uh, just very easy environment, and uh, we'll help you get things figured out. And, uh, Helen, you had something you wanted to say? I'm just saying you may want to... uh cash out and take some of those profits because with Biden's uh, tax increases coming up on capital gains. Oh, that's a thought. that may be a thought. And we always like to give the disclaimer that we are not uh, giving investment advice, but that is uh, that is a, a, a thought on that for sure. And Jason, you have been in the market, in the business for, for a long time. Um, and you've seen ups and downs and uh, you can really help guide people through these crazy times that we're going through right now. Well, I'd like to say I've seen it all, Kim, but every day that uh, that I wake up, that gets proven wrong. <laughs> That's true. So again, that number is 303-694-1600, 303-694-1600. And uh, Jason, we will talk to you tomorrow. 
Thanks, Kim. Have a great show. We will. And uh, we're going to go to break. In studio with me is my good friend, Patriot, uh, Helen Mitchell. And we'll be talking with Kenneth Timmerman. He's a New York Times bestselling author. He has written The Election Heist. It was released early last year, but it was almost like a prediction of things that were happening. We've had him on this, the show before, but we've not had him on since since the election. So I can't wait to hear what he has to say. We'll be right back. Controlling your own destiny. There are a lot of unknowns on the horizon with the new administration. Predovich and Company is here to help. Trusted professionals for all your bookkeeping, tax planning, and accounting needs. Kim Munson highly recommends Predovich and Company. They've been helping her for years. Because of their advanced technological capabilities, Predovich and Company works with clients from anywhere in the United States. Give them a call at 303-791-3000 to put Predovich and Company to work for you. Call 303-791-3000 today. Would you have ever dreamed that freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom of assembly, and freedom of religion would be under assault and attack in America? Unbelievably, it is happening right before our eyes. That is why it is important to keep free-thinking, independent voices on the airwaves, the Internet, and social media. Kim Munson is one of those important voices. Help her keep independence alive. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute, to join Kim in the battle of ideas raging in America today. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me there. And uh, thrilled to have in studio with me a great friend of the Kim Munson Show, uh, my friend, Patriot, and that is Helen Jean Mitchell. Helen, it's great to have you here. You having a great time? Oh, yeah, it's great fun. (laughs) Okay. And our guest now is Kenneth Timberman. He is an author of The Election Heist as well as other books. But The Election Heist was released, I think, early 2020. And it really was talking about reality, even though it's a fictional book, it was talking about reality. Helen, you had something you wanted to mention? Yes, this book, uh, it really spoke to me. It really points out that, uh, you know, that computers can really uncover, you know, potential corrupt voting systems. And you're a specialist in that arena so that you you know that as well. And uh, Ken Timmerman, welcome to the show. Uh, good morning, Ken. Uh, thanks for having me on. Helen, I'm, I'm glad you got a chance to read the book, and uh, uh, especially somebody who knows so much about software as you do. Yes, I kept saying, aha. <laughs> now, Ken, the book was released in early 2020, correct? Uh, August, August of 2020. It was finished in February of 2020. Okay. And there are scenes, there are scenes in the book that literally played out in the, the November, December uh, debacle after the election. Okay, and uh, hold on. Is the sound okay on this, uh, uh, Steve, or do we need to get a new connection on that? Okay, okay. Uh, Ken, you, you kind of cut out just a little bit on us, and if uh, if we don't have a great connection, we'll uh, call you right back. So just uh, hang on there, but we'll see how we're doing here. So the book was written in tw- uh, February of 2020, released in August, and as you said, things played out, such as the destruction of Manhattan. Uh, the, the riots by Antifa down Fifth Avenue, in fact, uh, in the book, they uh, attacked Trump Tower on Fifth Avenue. Well, they wound up doing that in May, May of 2020. Uh, there's a scene later on in the book 
in Florida where the Secretary of State of Florida, who's a woman, uh, she is the one who starts to uncover, to unravel the mystery of what happened to the voting machines, what happened to the votes that were switched, because the thesis of the election heist is that there is a, quote, secret switch is the term that I use, but there's a basically a software switch, uh, an algorithm that flips votes from uh, President Trump to the Democrat nominee. And so you have this Democrat Secretary of State who started who figures out how we can actually um, test this and prove what happened. Uh, and, of course, what do they do? They mal-bow her husband. She's married to a, a, an African-American lawyer, and they go after him. This is the media, of course, the media that's part of the Democrat Party. They go after this African-American lawyer, accuse him of having raped a white girl in college 25 years ago. Of course, it never happened. It's a total fiction. But this is what the media does. And again, this is happening today. We're now learning that, for example, in Michigan, the members of the uh, um, uh, Board of Elections, the supervisor of elections in Detroit, uh, in Wayne County, uh, they were mal-mouthed as well. They were doxxed before the board had to vote to certify the election. They were going to vote against certifying the election because they knew it was, it was completely rigged and, and the results were not accurate. And they, they had crowds showing up at their houses. Their children were threatened. This is exactly the kind of stuff that I show in the election heist. It's what the Democrats and the media do. Okay, now this thing in Florida, now was that in the book or is, was that real life? That's in the book. No, that was in the book. That, okay. that, that was a fiction and in, and in the book. Uh, and, uh, and I say in real life, they went to uh, 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 Michigan, to Got Detroit, it. Michigan, and, and tried to physically put pressure on the uh, members of the supervisors of election. And by the way, I suspect that's what happened to a lot of the judges who rejected the Trump lawsuits. Ooh. Now, Kenneth, how on earth did you come up with this before this happened? Well, I've worked, Kim, you know, for 35 years. I used to be an investigative reporter when that was an honorable profession. I think (laughs) the entire, you know, there are are very few journalists left in America today. Uh, John Solomon is one of them. Uh, And I, so I've used that experience as an investigative reporter, transferred it to fiction, uh, because I've been writing fiction also uh, during this time, and really just took the investigation that I did into voting irregularities over 10 years uh, and the investigation I did into the um, um, problems with the voting machines, the vulnerabilities of voting machines, and put that into a fictional scenario uh, and put into it also what I knew about the Democrat Party and their alliance with the national media. I have found it absolutely astonishing, and and I actually just did this uh, earlier this week again, and that is, is if you go to www.antifa.com, it it actually redirects to the White House website. Did you know that, Ken? It, it's it's extraordinary. Before that, it used to redirect to Act Blue, which was the fundraising arm of um, uh, of the Democrat Party. But I just did it, just as you were speaking. You're absolutely a hundred percent right. Antifa.com, and it goes directly to WhiteHouse.gov. And the other thing with Black Lives Matter, and I also did this earlier this week, is when you go to that and you hit uh, donate, 
that goes to Act Blue, which is the big fundraising arm of the Democrat Party. I mean, it clearly doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that these these entities are all collect, uh, connected, Ken. <laughs> that, that's, that's right. That's right. And it does. And it still goes to uh, the uh, Act Blue website, as you say, the, the fundraising arm of the Democrat Party. Okay, Ken Timmerman, here you you predicted this. I, it was astonishing to see what happened this summer to our, our beautiful cities, our, our, these cities that are being run by uh, blue uh, mayors and these states by blue governors and, and just standing back and letting our beautiful cities be destroyed. And uh, there were, I can't remember how many people were killed throughout the riots this summer, but the destruction of property, the destruction of, of everyday shopkeepers and their, their livelihoods has just been astonishing. Uh, let's, let's move into now post-election, uh, because you and I have not talked since all this has come down. So take us through your thoughts on what has happened since November 3rd. Well, uh, one thing is crystal clear. There's 74 million Americans who believe that President Trump won the election on November 3rd. And uh, they, they believe, and now we've seen from Time Magazine just this past week, their so-called investigation into the cabal. And they call it a cabal of left-wing activists and Democrat Party hacks and labor, uh, labor union hacks as well how they actually did orchestrate many of the things that I talk about in the election heist. The one thing that they say they did not do was work with a um, with Dominion Voting Systems uh, or Dominant Technologies, as I call the company in my book, The Election Heist. Uh, but you, you have this extraordinary cabal. 74 million people saw an election being stolen right before their eyes. Our, our, our systems our, our, the fundamental systems of our democracy failed us uh, during this election. The courts failed us. The election systems failed us. And obviously the media has failed us for, for 35 years. And I think this is something that's troubling to Americans. And, and to get confidence back in our system, both our election, election system and our democratic uh, um, institutions, I think it's going to take a number of years. I'm concerned about the damage that's going to be done to our country uh, if, we, if it's going to take a number of years. And I think a lot of people don't realize this. I, uh, Joe Biden has uh, uh, signed a, at least almost 40 executive orders, which, as I look at them, it hurts everyday hardworking Americans. And I get a real knot in my stomach about this, Ken. Uh, you're, you're right to do so. I call him President Fraud. Uh, he's an imposter, I believe. That's my opinion from what I know about how the election uh, was stolen in many different places, all the election irregularities. And I think, again, for uh, Republicans to have credibility going forward, they had better carry out the agenda that Rand Paul has talked about uh, from time to time, where he says he's going to spend the next two years going state to state, uh, all of those swing states, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, uh, Arizona, that had Republican legislatures and work with them to uh, change the laws to make sure that this kind of last-minute change to election procedures that was carried out in all of those states that basically allowed them to have 
uh, almost universal mail-in ballots that allowed them to count the ballots for days and weeks afterwards, and all these other changes being made that were uh, arguably unconstitutional and illegal, we have to make sure that that can't happen any longer, that we have a rock-solid laws in place passed legally by the legislatures to end, for example, no-fault absentee ballots, to end early voting, to specifically outlaw universal mail-in ballots. This is something that is on Nancy Pelosi's wish list to pass through Congress, uh, to mandate the cleaning of voting rolls. Uh, We have to make sure that the voting rolls don't include those hundreds of thousands of people who are either dead or have moved out of the state, and we know that that's true. Uh, And we also have to mandate photo ID. Why in the world would you uh, not want to have voter ID for the most important act that you carry out as a citizen of a republic? Why would you not want to have voter ID? For crying out loud, in Iraq, they have voter ID. In Afghanistan, they have voter (laughs) ID. Uh, The the French outlawed mail-in voting in 1975 because they knew it led to massive fraud. So all of these things, uh, and in addition to obviously uh, requiring the electronic voting equipment be made in America by companies that are controlled by Americans, all of these things are necessary reforms. They have to be carried out, or else who's going to believe in the results of an election again? Well, and Ken Timmerman, I've heard that a number of people that supported Biden, I think it was a poll, that if they had known about Hunter Biden and all of these ties to China, that they would not have voted for uh, Joe Biden. So that, you know, we're starting to chip away at, uh, I I would think that they want voter integrity as well. And when I'm, excuse me, election integrity, uh, somebody emailed me to make sure that I said election integrity, they're correct. Uh, as, As we... Look at this. I mean, I cannot I cannot understand how somebody could advocate for not getting our elections cleaned up. And uh, I would think most Americans would want to make sure that that happens so that we once again have confidence in the system, Ken. I think you're right. Uh, the, the problem is you had hundreds of thousands of Democrat Party activists across the country who were personally willing to commit felony voter fraud. And by that, I mean uh, breaking the law by ballot harvesting, by setting up illegal drop boxes, uh, by voting twice in two different states, the snowbirds uh, in Florida who come down from states in the north and they vote absentee in one state and in person in another state, Uh, the people who harvested ballots and voted them in the names of the dead, Uh, the people who trained election workers, and we saw some of this on videotape that was released over the Internet, uh, training election workers how to backdate ballots. Ballots. This is felony voter fraud. And you had hundreds of thousands of these people who were willing to do it as long as they want. That, I think, is truly troubling. Yes, you are right. I think the overwhelming majority of Americans, including that 17, 1-7% of Democrats who voted for Biden and would have not have voted for Biden had they known about Hunter Biden. I think the overwhelming majority of Americans are united. Yes, we want clean elections. Yes, we want voter ID. But you've got this hardcore of Democrat activists led by Nancy Pelosi and Kamala Harris and Barack Obama who don't. 
Wow. Okay, Ken Timmerman, we're going to go to break. Uh, continue this conversation. Want to get your thoughts on this impeachment and why they're going after Trump. And in studio with me is my good friend and patriot, Helen Mitchell. And uh, Steve told you this would go fast. It is going It quickly. certainly is. <laughs> streaming is. right along. It is. So we're going to go to break. Before we do that, though, Castlegate Knife and Tool, which is a family-owned business. They're located right here in Sedalia, Colorado. Great little business. I'd recommend to, on Saturday, just take a day, drive down to Sedalia. Uh, they've got some great little restaurants. Check out Castlegate Knife and Tool. Whether or not you're a collector or a chef or a sportsman, Castlegate Knife and Tool is the place for you. You can check out their website. It's castlegate.com. That's castlegate.com. And they're bringing in a really cool several lines of watches. Uh, so anyway, check it out, castlegate.com. We'll be right back with Kenneth Timmerman. With the federal government printing money, it looks like inflation is on the horizon. That is why you should lock in a low rate now on your mortgage. Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group is here to help. Lauren works with a variety of lenders to assist you in finding the mortgage that is just right for you. Locking in a low rate now will save you thousands of dollars over the life of your loan. Don't procrastinate. Don't wait any longer. Call Lauren today at 303-880-8881. That's 303-880-8881. You'd like to get in touch with one of Kim Munson's sponsors, but you can't recall their phone number. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Americans Veteran Stories with Kim Munson, Sunday afternoons at 3, here on KLZ 560 AM and KLZ 100.7. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Uh, I have in studio with me one of my great partners, and that's my friend and patriot, Helen Jean Mitchell. Do I so appreciate your sponsorship of the show, Helen. And you had a thought regarding what we were talking about in the last segment with Ken Timmerman. Yes, Ken Timmerman, uh, he mentioned uh, voter rolls. And, uh, you know, it's very easy, you know, you have rotten data in, but it's very easy to, for example, take somebody's name and spell it. 10 different ways and turn off any of the constraints in that software and you know that rolls in there and now you got somebody's one vote 20 times duplicated well and it sounds like that is something that happened uh helen ken timmerman with if we hadn't had the 74 75 million people that came out and voted for President Trump it it seems to me what happened uh, on election night is all the stuff for the cheating that they had in place, the algorithms and all that, was out of whack because so many people showed up. And then it was at that point then we saw we kind of the mask came off on all of this this voter fraud. Uh, and if people hadn't shown up, Americans did their duty, I think, on that. Ken Timmerman, what's your thoughts? Uh, they did absolutely, and I can re- remember a uh, briefing that Jen Psaki, uh, who was also the campaign spokesperson, gave the day before the election with briefing slides. It's still on the Internet. You can look at it, showing uh, the margins that Trump would need to overcome the number of mail-in ballots the Biden people believe they already had, quote, in the bank, this horrible term that they use. But the the people who had voted uh, absentee and mail-in ballot, and they said in Pennsylvania, for example, that Trump would need to win 62% of the election day 
validate. And uh, in fact, he got 66%. In Michigan, he would need 64%. He got 65%. In Georgia, he would need 60%. And he got 67%. They were overwhelmed by the massive, massive turnout for President Trump. And that's why you saw in three of these key states, in Georgia, in Michigan, and Pennsylvania, that they stopped the vote count at around 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night when they realized that Trump was going to beat them because the because of this overwhelming uh, vote count, that the algorithm that they had already baked in was not enough, the 3% or 4% that they were planning to flip, it was not enough. So they had to quickly change uh, the way that they, uh, you know, go to plan B and, and bring in massive, massive numbers of these phony ballots, the mail-in ballots that had never been folded, for example. Well, they're folded when they go out from the election supervisor's office, but yet there were hundreds of thousands of these ballots uh, that had never been folded. Um, so, yeah, I think that's what happened. They, they, the Democrats realized on election night that they were losing, and then they just said, okay, now we've got we to just massively, massively uh, correct that with this sudden influx of ballots. And this has been a real gift, I think, for the American people to actually see this. I think I think many times you, you kind of get something in your tummy, tummy it's like, um, something doesn't seem right, but we actually, we saw what had happened there. Let's move into now what's happening. Did you ever dream that we would have this impeachment? I think what they're trying to do with this, because it's unconstitutional. It says in the Constitution that the Chief Justice shall preside. He's not doing that. The Democrats are judge, jury, and executioner here. And I think every American needs to look at this and say, where's the due process on what's going to be happening with this impeachment? But I think that they are trying to send a message. They're trying to dishearten people. Uh, that uh, that we're powerless, that the 75 million people that voted for President Trump that saw $6,000, everyday people saw $6,000 more in their pocket because of lower taxes and lower regulations. We saw record unemployment for the black, Hispanic uh, women, uh, these populations. And uh, I think that they're trying to dishearten people and it, and they say so that he won't run again. But I think they're really trying to send a message to everyday Americans. Ken, what do you think? Yeah, I think they're trying to do both. They're trying to send a message to everyday Americans. You can do nothing. We're in charge. We control the entire country. Uh, and they want to completely destroy Donald Trump. They want to destroy him politically. They want to destroy him morally. They want to destroy him financially as well. That shoe hasn't dropped yet, but it's going to in New York and in other places. They tried to get him uh, down in Florida. They tried to get uh, Palm Beach to uh, <laughs> declare that he could not live in Mar-a-Lago, his own home. I saw in, that. In, in Palm Beach. You know, it, it's pretty extraordinary. But, yes, they're also trying to dishearten us. This type of impeachment, Kim, is what happens in a banana republic okay. where the new regime goes and prosecutes the old regime. We've seen this all across Latin America. In Peru, it's happened recently. In Venezuela, in Cuba as well. In Cuba, they just kill people from the old regime. Usually, they prosecute them. Um, but this is what happens in a banana republic, and that's why it is so troubling. The Biden regime, and this is not an administration, this is a regime, uh, is uh, undemocratic, behaving like totalitarians, and as you say, doing their very best to make the rest of us believe we can do nothing. 
but we can <laughs> do a lot. And as I said, the first thing that we have to do is make sure that those those uh, uh, laws governing our voting systems are changed. Helen Mitchell, you had a thought. Well, my thought is, you know, if if they get away with this, um, don't think that your past can't come back and creep up on you and this can't happen to you. You know, and your life be ruined, uh, your life savings, your career, anything. Well, and that's why I think, Ken, that they are trying to scare everyday American people. But we are Americans. We have to remember what we're made of. We were the people that stood up to the British and uh, this little, you know, these 13 little colonies hanging on the eastern seaboard and stood up to the most powerful country on the face of the earth because we stood for the right things that all men are created equal with these rights from God of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. This is who we are. We need to remember that, Ken. Uh, because uh, that is something that is so uniquely American. Your thoughts? Uh, Kim, it was a close-held, it was a close-fought thing in the winter of 1777 in Valley Forge when George Washington and the Continental Army uh, ran out of money, ran out of food. Uh, Their shoes were gone, their boots were gone, they were wrapping rags around their feet in the snow. And uh, a little-known story that I actually related in an earlier book of mine called Preachers of Hate, Islam, and the War in America was that it was a Jewish businessman named Chaim Solomon who raised the money to help the Continental Army make it through that winter and to buy weapons, to buy clothes, and keep the revolution alive in 1777-1778. Yes, we are resilient people. Yes, we will do it again. There are patriots all across this country uh, who will go out and vote again, who will change their systems, change the voting system. We will hang together because, as Benjamin Franklin said, if we don't, we will hang separately. <laughs> uh, that's always I, that's whenever I hear thought. that that's always yeah, that's always a that's a, a visual a sobering <laughs> thought uh, <laughs> Ken we have just uh, about uh, two minutes left uh, and you're, you're such an interesting fabulous guest what's your final thoughts you'd like to leave with our listeners this morning well look please go to my website kentimmerman.com you'll find the articles that I've written about how we reform the elections you'll find uh, the articles uh, that I've written about how the systems failed and everything else on the election. KenTimmerman.com. Do not, uh, do not let your hearts be troubled. Uh, Jesus gave us that uh, very important message uh, through John. Do not let your hearts be troubled. God has a plan. Uh, our uh, republic is a unique experiment in the history of the world, and it was created by patriots, uh, who rose up and did the unexpected thing, and it will be preserved by tra- patriots who keep the faith in our systems and in our democratic uh, republic. Right. We cannot be disheartened, uh, Ken Timberman. And I was talking with someone the other day, and she said it was, you know, it's kind of like you have your team, and you love your team, but when you feel like they're losing, it, it's kind of disheartening. And I really think that that's what this whole impeachment uh, is about. Uh, Helen, you had a quick uh, thought. Yes, I, mean, I think the American way is, um, you know, we look at something and we say, hmm, that's not right. We're going to have to fix that now. <laughs> That's for sure. Ken Timmerman, thank you so much. And again, you can go to your website. That is kentimmerman.com, right? kentimmerman.com. That's right. Uh, absolutely. And it's small battles every day in every small town in America. Little things. Little things like your school board. 
Absolutely. And we have to get our brains around these issues so that we can engage with our friends and our families and our neighbors uh, about the, in this battle of ideas. And that's why we do this show. That's why you do what you do, Ken, uh, Timmerman. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kim. It's a pleasure to be with you. And uh, thank you, Helen, for your comments on our book. I really appreciate it. Oh, sure. It's it's a great book. Okay. Thanks, Ken. And Helen, it's been so great to have you in studio for your your initial appearance on the radio. Have you had a good time? Um, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And you had a final thought you wanted to leave with people. Well, the final thought I wanted to leave is that... uh, you know, in the United States, uh, we are the land of sec- second opportunities. You can rebrand yourself, exploit your talents, and carve your own path in life. And it'd be nice to, to keep that uh, going forward in, uh, in our country. And uh, we need to do that. We need to get to, to election integrity and go to KenTimmerman.com. Our final thought for today is from Newt Gingrich. He said, perseverance is the hard work you do after you get tired of doing the hard work you already did. <laughs> so my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. Remember, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America.